Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Natural Co-Creators Show with Jennifer Lynch. And today I'm very lucky to have with me Melissa Day, who has been on the Natural Co-Creators Show before, talking about Ipswich Town Sanctuary and also her Reiki treatments. And I'm very pleased to have Melissa back to tell you about what's going on with her life now and also, you know, the fact that she's actually set up a whole new business, which is terrific. So, hi, Melissa. How are you today? Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Okay, that's great. I think what we'll do, Melissa, is we'll talk a little bit first about your cosmetic acupuncture, because this sounds really fascinating, and then we'll talk about the other things afterwards, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. Naroshini Cosmetic Acupuncture is a technique to give a non-surgical facelift. So it's a complete alternative to Botox and cosmetic surgery. And it's completely natural because we're just using acupuncture needles and specialist massage to create a non-surgical facelift. Sounds great. Have you had good results with this? Have your clients been pleased and you had good feedback? Yeah, I had excellent results. During treatments, I do a before, during and after picture. So for both of us, it's a really good opportunity to see the progress of each treatment. And whereabouts in Ipswich are you doing this? Because you're working in a new place now, aren't you? I'm based at Image Beauty Salon and also Dance East on the waterfront. That's terrific. I'm going to have to come down there and take a look. So have Dance East got a beauty salon within their premises? They have a treatment room and it's a a very large room and it's great for, for the treatments that I do. Oh, that sounds absolutely terrific. And was it a long training? Is the training quite difficult? Yeah, all in all, it, it's uh, over a year. I did my training in London, so it's a lot back and forth, but um, but all worth it. And I absolutely love the work that I do now. And you're busy now um, with these treatments, aren't you? I am. I have a good client base in Suffolk, but also have private clients in London as well. Oh, right. So you're still going into London every now and again. I am, yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So who are the treatments for? What's your main um, client group, would you say? Well, it's normally women. You can get women sort of around my age in their 30s that just want to maintain the look that they have. But you also get um, women that want to address different things like sagging or fine lines and wrinkles. And how often do do they need to come once they've had a treatment with you? 
Well, it's really dependent on what they're wanting to achieve. So I would never say, right, you need a certain number of sessions. It's understanding what they want to achieve because everything's client led. So um, someone may find that they find the benefits that they want after two or three sessions, where some people might want to have 10 sessions. So it's really dependent on the individual. And do you find that your clients are quite relaxed and chilled after the therapy? Very. <laughs> it's actually a two-hour ritual. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it finishes with a um, quite an intensive facial massage with a lymphatic drainage treatment. So, yeah, it's a very relaxing and intensive treatment. Mm, that's really good. Do you think that people who drink a lot of water tend to have better skin? Do you think that a hydration is, is a key to good skin? Hydration is key to having good skin. I mean, women are, well, they say women are supposed to drink 1.6 litres a day. And it's just essential to flushing out all the toxins. And um, and obviously in doing that, it will help to clear the skin. Mm, okay, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to come and take a trip to see you there. <laughs> I may try a treatment at some stage myself. I think it's amazing. And the needles, do they hurt people at all when they go in or is it just completely relaxing? Well, with the ritual treatment, I'm not only targeting cosmetic issues. I'm also looking at that person's health profile. So if they have got any health imbalances, I would look to treat those as well. So if there is an imbalance on, I don't know, a kidney meridian, then yes, you will feel the needle for a very temporary moment. But that is a good sign because it shows that we've, we've found where the imbalance is and then we're going to help to even it out and balance it out. Mm. So the needles are just put in the face? Yeah, it's in the face. So I can treat the whole body through the face. So all the organs, musculoskeletal issues, all through the face. Really? Yes. So, so it's not just treating the face, it's actually a therapy for the whole body? Yes, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. Gosh, that's amazing. Yes, yeah, it's brilliant. So I always think that it's if somebody feels well on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. So I, I always say it's rejuvenation from the inside out because I think it's so important to treat the whole person and look, look at that person holistically. And how do you tell if the meridians are actually blocked? Is there a way that you can tell that? Well, there's there's several ways to tell. I do a very detailed um, treatment plan um, before we even carry out a treatment. So that's where I get an understanding of any health concerns and conditions. But I also do a visual eye reading, which is um, an incredibly accurate way of understanding where there are imbalances in the body. But also because it's an energetic treatment, so I am working with energy, I can feel where it's needed for the needle placement as well. Mm. So some of it is a little bit intuitive, would you say? Well, you are guided, really. Um, I mean, I've learned several different um, 
techniques and face systems for acupuncture. So there's, there's so many points in the face, but you are guided to where the needle placement is through learning what the client needs, but also through the energetic element of the treatment. Mm. It sounds really, really good. Now, things have been getting quite exciting for you recently, haven't they, Melissa? Because your story has about your personal self and your family has been in the East Anglian Daily Times. And you were interviewed by Sheena Grant, I think, who actually also did my adoption story, which was quite interesting. um, Because you originally were born in Sri Lanka, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And you were adopted and um, as a young baby. And recently, well, since I think it was 2009, was it when you decided that you you would like a bit more information about your past? Yeah, well, I've always I've always had um, a want to um, understand my roots, really. Um, but because there was a civil war for sort of over 25 years and then they had the tsunami, I thought my chances are pretty slim. But I still sort of carried that hope that one day um, I would find them. And you have actually been able to trace your family. But how that came about was quite interesting, wasn't it? Because you had a friend who happened to be going on holiday to Sri Lanka um, who volunteered to... Um, go to the home where you were born. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, well, I'd actually emailed the centre three months prior to my friend travelling out there. And um, the adoption centre wasn't an an adoption centre anymore. It was a a home for troubled women who were facing domestic violence and uh, and all sorts of things like that. Um, But I emailed the centre anyway, and um, I got an email back from a lady called Sister Immaculate, and she said that she would um, get back in touch with me, but she didn't. So when my friend offered to go to Sri Lanka to trace my family, I suggested that he, he goes there first, because that was the only connection I had. And although it wasn't the adoption centre anymore, I thought, it's the only place we really have to start search. Oh, yeah. So, and from that, you managed to get a name. And unfortunately, that woman wasn't your grandmother because you thought it was your grandmother, but it wasn't your grandmother, was it? It was somebody with the same name. That must have been a bit of a blow. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So basically, when they were at the centre, the nuns got out um, a big book of every single woman that had ever visited that building. So in there was my mum's name, the tea plantation they lived on, and my grandma's name. And um, basically that evening, my friend went back to his cousin's house. And because in Sri Lanka, they have the Singhalese and Tamils. My friend was Singalese, but um, his cousin had a Tamil maid. Um, and just because she was Tamil, he asked her, I don't suppose you know, Vijaya Lakshmi Kandasamy. She lives on this tea plantation. 
And miraculously, she had an auntie that lived on that tea plantation. And there's about 91 tea plantations in that area. So it was just, oh, I know, so it was just crazy. So then she actually rang her auntie and said, auntie, do you know a lady called Vajaya Lakshmi Kandasamy? She's meant to live on the same tea plantation as you. And she said, yeah, <laughs> she should be around 51 or 52 years old, which would have been the right age. So the next day they set out to go uh, to Norelia, which is the hill country in the centre of Sri Lanka, and they travelled up there, and and he said it was a complete nightmare because they would travel so far in one direction and ask someone for some other directions, and they'd tell them to go in the complete opposite way. Um, And it's really windy roads because it's very, very narrow, windy roads all the way up to the tea plantations because they're right up in the hills right up in the clouds so another miraculous thing they um kind of um bumped into not literally but bumped into um a lorry driver and asked him for directions and he was going to the exact tea plantation so they just followed him really (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what you call being guided isn't it where these things just it's unfolding and it's all meant to be helping you and it's not planned out but it just seems to happen Mm. yeah ah so what happened was my my friend followed this lorry driver up to the tea plantation and i'd given my friend a picture of my mum holding me as a baby and i knew it was sort of so many years after but i thought if there's a resemblance then at least he'll be able to hopefully identify her if he could see her. They got to the um, office where the manager was and asked if there was a lady named Vijaya Lakshmi Kandasamy. And he said, yes, there is. She should be through the door in about five minutes. So this is when they called me to say she should be through the door in five minutes. Um... And then suddenly this lady came through and and my friend looked at the photograph and looked at her and thought, I I bet that's her, that must be her. So he went up to her and he said, is your name Vijaya Lakshmi Kandasamy? And she said, yes. And so they started talking, but then discovered it wasn't the right lady that she said she shared the same name as my mum, but it wasn't my mum. So anyway, my friend thought, well, we can't have come this far. So he pointed at the address and the name of my grandma and said, do you know this lady? And she went, oh, yeah, cinema. I know cinema. She's there. And she pointed to the first place on the slum, on on the tea plantation. So my friend ran up to where my grandma was and was knocking on the door and no one was answering but then suddenly my grandma sort of tortured out um and started kissing and hugging everyone she didn't know who they were but she started hugging kissing everyone and um that's when they um got the opportunity to ask her where my mum was ah yeah right so they didn't want to let on who they were because they didn't want to sort of put my mum in an awkward position. But my friend's cousin's wife was Tamil, so she could speak to them. 
and it turned out that she was only 10 minutes away from where they'd started back in Colombo but obviously they wouldn't have found her if, if that hadn't happened so they gave my mum's phone number and um, that evening my friend called the boarding house where she was staying and asked if he could speak with her but the boarding house manager said no because she has chicken pox and in that country they see it as a very um, dangerous thing so they make people go into isolation for 10 days and then they have to have a ritual bath at the end and um, so Anyway, they left their phone number with the boarding house manager and said, look, we'll leave our number, but we will call back tomorrow. But before they could call back, my mum called them and asked who's been calling. So then they they basically explained the story. And um, my mum wanted to meet with them. Um, but the day before meeting, my friend, and it's, again, miraculous that he actually did call. He called the boarding house just to double check she could come. And she said, no, the manager won't let me out until I've had this ritual bath. But if she hadn't turned up, we would have all just thought, oh, it's way too emotional for her. Uh, she doesn't want to go through with it. So so luckily, you know, we found this information out and they planned to meet at a landmark on, on the following day. And when my mum got into my friend's cousin's car, she opened up her wallet and inside her wallet was the exact same photograph that I'd given my friend. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And she kept it all those years, yeah. which is fantastic, isn't it? And it's also very emotional in a way for you, isn't it, I think, sometimes to realise that, you know, that somebody, you you meant such a lot to, to her that she would hold on to it, you know, like that. Uh, quite emotional in a way for you to know that. Yeah. That's also that was the only real um, a link, I suppose. It it really brought it home that you know that she was your mother. Yeah, we got the right woman. Photographic <laughs> 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 evidence. <laughs> that's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, that's fantastic. And then you discovered you have two younger brothers. Yeah, they're my full brothers. Um, Ashok's 25 and Aaron's 22. Right. And, um, yeah, I love them to pieces. <laughs> and they, um, well, they've had a bit of a hard time, your family all together, haven't they, really? But um, Ashok and Aaron are, are trying to learn English now, is that right? Yeah, well, there's been a... there's. Initially, both of the boys enrolled onto the course, uh, an English diploma programme with Tea Leaf Vision um, in January. And Ashok, my oldest brother, really excelled with with the um, programme. And his use of English is, I mean, he could speak, he can now speak to me about very broad subjects, which is incredible in a short space of time. Yeah. but Aaron, bless his heart, um, we found out a few weeks ago that he's been suffering with mental health. And so due to that, he's not actually continuing with the course. Um, he's set up his own cultivation business. Um, and because it just seems that he has more of that entrepreneurial spirit in him, 
next year, TV Fission is running um, an entrepreneurship program and he has a guaranteed place on that and that will be taught in their mother tongue. Um, so it's a little bit different, um, but, but both brothers are still getting incredible support from the project. Okay, so from what I gather, the it was a honeymooning couple that set up uh, the charity Tea Leaf Trust after seeing the appalling conditions of the workers in Sri Lanka on the tea plantations and wanted to do something to help the workers. Is that right? Yeah, Tim and Yaz, an amazing couple um, from England, went yeah on their honeymoon to Sri Lanka and they went to visit the tea plantations, which look incredibly picturesque, but they went off track by accident and actually saw the living conditions of, of the workers. And because they were just so moved by it, they felt... Um, compelled to set up an English diploma program um, for youth of the poorest tea estate communities in Sri Lanka. The Tamil population are based on tea plantations and unfortunately the government has placed 1,500 non-qualified teachers on tea estates where parents are almost entirely uneducated and not in a position to challenge bad practice. Right, okay. So there are some qualified teachers and the head teachers are qualified, but because the majority are unqualified, that means that the children are not being supported by qualified staff and they're not following the correct curriculums. Um, I believe they actually have to pay to follow parts of the curriculum, which just isn't possible. Um, and unfortunately, this leads to, well, firstly, families see education as a way out of poverty so they place a lot of um, their hopes on the children to do very well in the exams to hopefully get a, a, a better career but because the children fail because they're not being taught the correct, correct curriculum or supported by qualified teachers a lot of children um, go on to do self-harm and also there's a high level of attempted suicide and suicide among children. Um, in fact, the, the plantation area in Sri Lanka is the fourth hotspot in the world for suicide. It's absolutely terrible, isn't yes. it? It's absolutely terrible. I mean, I looked at the articles and when it says something like 30 to 40 percent and I thought that's just crazy, you know, that that's, well, I mean, for that number of children to be suffering and depressed, um, but I suppose it's the, it's the expectations put upon them, isn't it? Yeah, and, and they they want to do well. They don't want to feel as if they're failures. They don't want to feel as if they've let down their families. And it's a hopeless situation. Um, and there's lots of knock-on effects from their not being education that's available which is a basic human right so there's high levels of alcoholism among men it's 85 percent there's high levels of domestic violence it's 80 percent 20 percent of which is um, sexual so there's all these knock-on effects that come from a society that, that that can't have access to education 
and are trying to struggle on an incredibly low wage, which is actually below the UN poverty band. So it, it's a very, very sad situation. And um, thank goodness Tim and Yaz have set up this English diploma programme to, to allow children to, to just have the opportunity to better themselves. So at the moment, Melissa, you've sort of got on a bit of a mission to try and raise £12,000 for a 52-seat um, bus. So that how's this going to benefit the people... Um, you know, on the on the plantations, the bus. How does that? Because I don't know anything about this, so excuse me being ignorant. No, not at all. Um, uh, what, what does the bus do? Does you know? Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, it will be helping to transport the children safely to and from the venue. Um, but they'll also be able to sort of hire it out for different occasions, um, for wedding ceremonies and things like that. So people can use it within the community as well. So fundamentally, it's a way for the children to get there and back safely. Um, and um, rather than just buying book vouchers, I thought I'd buy a bus. <laughs> so, so there you go. I've set myself a goal of raising 12000 this year. Wow. Mm. Quite some of money, isn't it? But it's absolutely brilliant. It's a great idea. And you're putting on a couple of events. I've actually got that on the preview so people will be able to see them. But one is tea dance at the Arlington Ballroom, isn't it? The old Arlington. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, there's three events lined up. Um, the first one is um, at the Indian Palace on September the 10th. They have Sri Lankan chefs there, so they're serving authentic Sri Lankan and South Indian cuisine. Um, and there's going to be singers and Tamil street dance performed. So that will be a real Sri Lankan cultural experience. And then a bit later on in the year um, is the tea dance that you're talking about, Strictly Tea Dance at Arlington's on October the 11th. And Arlington's will be serving their signature afternoon tea. Um, and then there'll be a mix of different forms of dance. There'll be ballroom and salsa and Argentine tango and 1940s dance. So they should be really, really good events. And then right at the end of the year in November... Um, we're having another curry and quiz night at Sexford Golf Club. Okay, so that's Sexford Hall Hotel you're talking about, yeah? It's next door, it's, it's Sexford Golf Club. Oh, it's next to Sexford Hall. Yeah. Separate the golf club. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fantastic. I mean, we're going to get people along there, I'm sure, because people will hear this interview and there's lots of dancers in it, which, so... If anybody likes doing salsa or ballroom or I think it's um swing, isn't it? American swing or something as yes, well. You're doing it's swing and jive. Swing and jive. Yeah. Do turn up at Melissa's event because it's going to be great. And I have been in the um, Arlington Tea Rooms and they're absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful building. It's been you know renovated and it's gorgeous in there and it's a great venue. And I'm sure the um, the other night um, will be fantastic. The other nights will be fantastic as well. So please go along and support Melissa because this is all for a very good cause. And 
you know, she's got to raise that £12,000, which is quite a challenge. But I'm sure, Melissa, that you will do this because, you know, you've got people behind you who are going to help. So, fantastic. Oh, thanks, Jennifer. Okay, so obviously there'll be tea served at the... um, Arling at the Arlington Tea Rooms, but apparently in England we don't have very good tea here, do we? Compared with um, China, and our budget on tea is quite insignificant, really, isn't it? Compared with um, the tea in China and other places that we tend to have, we use tea bags, don't we? You don't use loose tea anymore. Yeah, that right? yeah, that's correct, and. Um... At Arlington's Tea Dance, a company called the Rare Tea Company, um, which is founded by Henrietta Lovell, they're actually supplying the whole event with Sri Lankan tea, which is direct trade, which is an alternative to fair trade. So direct trade means that they are getting directly from the farmer, allowing a, a higher margin. And the quality of the tea is incredible, in comparison to what we get with the standard tea bag tea, because the tea that we're getting is, you know, produced on a huge scale um, for the mass market, so it's very, very poor quality. Um, so we're just not getting the flavours and different tones within the tea, you know, that our grandparents enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it? And yet we are a nation of tea drinkers here, aren't we? We are. <laughs> so I'm hoping to, you know, start a tea revolution. In fact, um, I've been invited to see the mayor of Ipswich next week. And um, I've been invited to the mayor's parlour. And uh, I'm going to serve him some Sri Lankan tea direct from, from a farmer and, <laughs> and see if we can start that debate and see if um, the chief executive of, the East England Co-op can get on board to um, make sure that we understand exactly where our tea is coming from and, and to make sure we are supporting, you know, fair wage, fair living, um, etc. Yes, because that will have a knock-on effect, won't it, which will be, which will be great. Yeah. Okay, so thank you, Melissa. That's all absolutely fantastic. Thank you for your interview today and all this fabulous information. And I wish you the biggest luck there is in raising this money. And I'm sure that we will be following you on Facebook and uh, Twitter and seeing how your journey is working out for you. So thank you very much. Jessie, thank you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.